guys, what's up? Welcome to Wholesaling with Lenny. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, I want to introduce my special guest tonight, okay? Man's an author, okay? The man's a wholesaling machine. The man is a creative financial machine, okay? Uh, the man is a tech guru as well, okay? Um, founder of the Automated REI. Guys, give a warm welcome, okay, to Michael Batista, okay? Mike, what's going on? All right, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. I know we've had an opportunity to have many conversations and uh, link up on multiple different types of deals. And now I we're finally able to put some under contract, get some things going. That's that's what this business is all about. You know, nothing has to bear fruit day one. Uh, right. Exactly. As long as as long as you keep the door open and you know, be respectful. You try to try not to piss people off, right? Do right by them when you can do a deal. And uh, so, yeah, just here to drop the knowledge as much as I can. I don't know um, specifically what you want to talk about tonight, but I'm, I'm an open book. So let me know. And well, I've definitely been well, in we, the business for a while. So, <laughs> well, we can start off with, I'm not going, I'm not going to really you know, ask you to go too much um, into the book since you brought up book, right? And I know you're writing the book. So I'm not going to ask you to go too much into the book, but can you kind of theorize, you know, kind of, you know, theorize a summary, you know, for the audience, you know, what some of the book entails? I mean, because I know you've been, you, you've been hosting, you know, you've been hosting and investing for a while, right? Um, you put together you put together by yourself this think tank plan right to kind of dominate certain markets and move certain things around you know in real estate right um so you know if you can kind of just give us a little synopsis of the book definitely so the book in general talks about really being the best version of yourself, right? And and a lot of a lot of people will well, they say the biggest thing that can I would look at being very detrimental to your success is is accepting mediocrity, right? Right. And all of the most renowned guys in the game, and it doesn't have to be just real estate; it could be business it could be life in general right what is what is success and it's something that i believe very passionately about very strongly about that yeah you're going to make mistakes no matter what you have like you should always continue to study you should always learn as much as you can about your craft right and one guy that has probably been the most impactful for me is a guy by the name of Jim Rohn. And that's, that's exactly what Jim Rohn talks about. Success is measured based on doing your best, right? That is, it's, it's not, is $50,000 a year acceptable, right? It, it, you know, everybody's going to measure what success looks like. Um, to one person, they might make 10 million and feel like a failure. Another guy might make a hundred K and, and feel like he's on top of the world. Right. And 
I think Jim Rohn said it best that it, it really comes down to if the level of effort that you put in is your best, that's what, that's what measures success. And so for me, that's what the book is about. It's, it's heavily, um, I use a lot of analogies. I use a lot of different things in pop culture, uh, to kind of tie back into this book. But one of the biggest influences for me in the book, I use a lot of um, the Matrix, right? And in the Matrix, specifically Neo, um, finds himself in this in this world, right? Obviously, we all know what the Matrix is, but we, you know, he finds himself in this world that he doesn't know what's wrong. He just knows something's wrong. Something's not right, right here. I don't know why. Um, I go to work. You know, I pay my taxes, you know, I, I, I do what I'm supposed to do. But then he dabbles in a, in a side thing, you know, computer hacking, right? And um, he stumbles across the, the term, the matrix. And they don't really, the, the writers, the, um, the people that actually came together to create that story, one of the things about that is they leave a lot of holes you kind of have to use um, your imagination in a lot of things. But one thing that really resonated with me is when Neo later, he actually meets Morpheus, right? And when he meets Morpheus, he says, do you want to know what it is? What right. is the matrix, right? And to me, it's, it, it, it's very much like today's world, right? That there's so many different types of things out there media you have social media you have um you know all sorts of different uh, like TikToks and you know right the, the feminist movements and and the blm movements and all these different movements right and it's just tr everybody trying to figure out exactly what and where they want to be in this world what what kind of message what do they want to actually put out and and feel good about right and, and none of it's necessarily wrong. It's, it's, it's one, it, it's all perspective, this world. Exactly. exactly. Everything is perspective. And I think that's actually um, the strongest point that I'm trying to make in this book is that whatever you do, just be the best that you possibly can be at it. Do your very best today. Right. And that's actually the, the thing that Morpheus tries to teach Neo, tries to show Neo that you are better than this. You're faster than this. You're stronger than this. Nobody can beat you but you. Exactly. And that's what the most successful people in this world believe. And I believe that as well. And so I'm more of a storyteller. I, I think I'm pretty good at telling stories. I've had a considerable amount of customer service experience, a considerable amount of sales experience. I've been in real estate for almost six years. Um, you know, so I've seen a lot of different things, a lot of different perspective. I've been in the rest restaurant industry, you know, I've been around people, right? And, right. and when you, and, and when you're around people, you have an opportunity to see and talk to a lot of different you know, a lot of different people in general, and I've put in my time. And I think 
one one thing that's really interesting when I was first kind of learning about what is what it is to it be. Um, I'm not going. All right, you hear me? Okay. So looking at is when you first get started in the world, right? You have no idea what you're doing, right? And, and I think a lot of newbie investors and not a, a lot of newbie wholesalers get into this business um, and they, they kind of defeat themselves. You'll see grown men and grown women literally sit there and not get on the phone. They won't get on the phone. They're terrified. Thankfully, I don't know. I didn't know it at the time, but when I started learning about any sort of what is it like to actually be an employee i'm learning these different skills I, I i didn't know the phone would be the most important thing for me um started working in a call center right and it was a company called apac we did we were like an in we're an outsourced call center in the united states now you think of outsourcing you think of the philippines right well they could just pay us nine bucks an hour and, and work in the U.S. and have USA talent, right? So it just made more sense. They wanted to pride themselves on that versus hiring in-house as Verizon wireless reps because we did customer service for Verizon. Um, they would have had to pay us $12 an hour plus benefits and phone plans and all this other stuff. And so it made more sense for them to outsource it to this company. And I was able to spend and, and really get exposed to being on the phones. Uh, and of course, I was terrified just like anybody else. But and there were there were grown people that walked out day one when they were on. They, they went through all of the training. I think it was like eight weeks of training, right? Because <laughs> the computer system was so ridiculous and sophisticated. Um, but. You know, it's it, it's really, really an interesting industry to get into. And thankfully, I did that. Thankfully, I took that job. And then I, I went and I, I worked for um, Sprint Customer Service. I spent almost two years there. Uh, so that gave me three years of call center experience, three years of not being scared to get on the phone. And that kind of translated into a very high level of what I would consider as just ability to talk to people on the phone. Just having a normal conversation as a normal human. I'm sorry, Lenny, you're you're on mute. I can't hear you. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying I see that I see that a lot. Um, especially when, you know, as you know, I've come from um, call centers, you know, as well. I've done, you know, a lot of cold calling as well. Um, you know, particularly for my, you know, for my own companies, you know, um, et cetera. And I literally found out when you, yep. if you, if you start on those phones and you get good on those phones, and if you wanted to just say automatically go door to door and sell Kirby's, I'm pretty sure you'd be damn good at it because you'd have killed the phones already, right? right. So it's like anything you literally go out there and do, you can pretty much, you know, I've seen a lot of people transition very well from the phones going, you know, into direct sales. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Versus, yeah, man, definitely. And it's nice, you know, this business of real estate, and of course, it's not the business of real estate. It's really a game board, 
the whole the whole world as as we know it. Um, that's why I use the Matrix because it's really a a virtual world. Um, of course, you translate it into the world as it sits today, and you look back well through history. The moment that the Constitution was signed, right? We had agreed to everybody. We the people had agreed to enter in a certain set of structured rules. And those certain set of structured rules over time as it has evolved, um, you know, through the, the Revolutionary War, through the Civil War, through, you know, Vietnam, all these different wars that we had um, has kind of shaped us to today's society. And right. in, the, in today's society, you know, we have, we have taxes, we have debt, we have um, commerce, we have the Internet, all sorts of different products every invention that's ever been made, a phone, you know, uh, automobiles, the freaking railroad, right? Uh, right. All was really an invention to solve, that invention was created to solve a problem. Right. Right. And so that's basically, I mean, so that's basically, you know, basically, basically what the book is about. I mean, just, right. you know, keep going. Don't stop. Figure it out. Get past the mirages, right? Mm-hmm. How do you do going. that, though? Before you, before you can even, before you can even um, decide to, well, let's go back, right? Before you can even make a decision to make a change or do something, the one thing that you actually have to encounter, okay? And and I'll, I'll give you. A, an example. Think of Harry Potter, think of Star Wars, think of Lord of the Rings. Um, any, any particular, like NFL, like we're fans of these things. The reason that we're fans of these things is because we, for whatever reason, we like sci-fi, we like things that aren't in our normal thing. Wow, man, I would love to fucking fly a car. I would love to jump on that hoverboard um, you know, from back to the future, like all these different things, what are, if, if you really look at it and why people become fans is because it, it inspires them. And that's the key word inspiration. It's not right. motivation. It's not, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that could be used. It's actually the, the most powerful word is inspiration, right? If you can, if you can know that someone has done something, you know that it can be done. Exactly. And even and 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 now, of course, in 2022, 2023, going into, we have it easier today than we ever have by far. I mean, look at look back in the 1500s. What did the kings and queens have to do? They had they had huge libraries of encyclopedias, right? Right, exactly. That was the old world version of today's Google. Exactly. Think of Google like the genie. I have heard, I can't remember who told me this. I think it was Jim Rohn. And he said, the world will give you whatever you ask of it. You need to only ask. Exactly. Right? And what that actually means is think of Google, look at, look at Google like a genie, 
like a genie in a bottle. Yeah. And you say, and you say, genie, or you say Google. How can I do X? And that's actually yeah. what what led me to the path in real estate. I didn't have any money when I got started, right? Just most people don't. Most people aren't born with a silver spoon. They don't have money that grows on trees. I mean, I think I started yeah. with probably 8,000 bucks, which was probably more than a lot of people, but it's because I had my software platform. We'll get into that. But, um, when I started real estate, this is before anything, I had Googled how to invest in real estate with no money. And I learned that through the word I like to use is concepts. And concepts, and it's in everything in the whole world is a mathematical equation. Everything that can be, every problem can be solved with math. And it doesn't have to be calculus. It doesn't have to be algebra per se. It's, it's really more long division and long multiplication. If you do that long division, you know, let's say you have a you know, million, you know, let's say seven, eight, 10 digits that you have to multiply. You could get through that through hand by hand. It's just going to take forever. The beautiful thing is now we have a calculator, right? right. I can boom, dial, type that into my calculator. I have the answer in seconds, right? That is a superpower. Right. If you compare to the 1500s man and woman, that's a superpower. You literally right. had to go through all of the encyclopedias to find the answer for something. And you just imagine how far they had to search the world to create that. Literally, Google is all of man's searching, putting it all right. onto an online database. So we have to ask a question. We have to just understand how to ask questions. Right. How can I? Where do I go? Exactly. Who can I talk to? Like you, you, you have to know certain uh, a certain level of questions, but. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I don't have a master's degree. I went to college for one year and I, and I stopped going after a year. I was the 93rd student out of a graduating class of 93. I passed with a D minus average, right? I was ADD. All I wanted to do was, was play video games. I didn't have any sort of direction in my life. Right. And Google and YouTube was, was, was literally where I went to learn anything about business, learn anything about real estate. It's, it's really very interesting. And I learned that because I had a computer when I was 11 years old and that was a big deal back then. Yeah, you know, but, but, but thank in, oh, I'm 33 now. So 22 years ago I had, you know, we had the family computer. Exactly. I, I, learned, I learned how to write like a, more th more through. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of role playing. If you ever heard of role playing on video games like Japanese role playing yes. games like Final yes. Fantasy, um, there was a writing style of role playing. Think of Dungeons and Dragons, but it's more just typing. Okay. And I had learned how to articulate words through this role-playing type of thing 
on a website called dragonballz.com. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And they had a chat room on there. And so, right. and, and of course, I'm an 11, 12 year old kid. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, I see these people in there and, and they're doing this role playing thing. And um, basically, it was a fighting style where two, two characters would act act out they're, they're basically telling a story they're writing a story right. um through two characters fighting or two, two two characters telling a story of fighting or maybe um two characters telling a story of an adventure right and that's that's really what that what that website was so i learned how to do that at a very early you know pretty early age not extremely early 11 12 and um i just i carried that on I got into online role-playing games. Uh, people probably are familiar with um, World of Warcraft. I didn't play yeah. World of Warcraft, but I played another game called RuneScape. And um, the nice thing that I learned from RuneScape was the concept of skills. There was many different skills that you could do, far more than any other game I had encountered at that time. Um, usually in a game, you have to get in and your character will be a, let's say they're a mage or they're um, a swordsman, right? Or, or, or whatever. Um, in this game, you could be a mage, you could be a swordsman, you could be a bow and arrow guy, you could be a miner, you could get literally all of these skills up to level 99, every single one of them, unheard of. It's even till this day, it, I, I don't know of any games that are like that. Um, so it was very ahead of its time. And what I had realized fairly recently, really just within the past few months, and that's what kind of led me down to the idea of writing this book, is that every single skill comes from a concept. So concept yeah. equals exactly. skills, and skills, when maximized to its highest potential, equals a superpower. Even a skill at a modest potential can be a superpower. If you understand... Exactly something that's, I would say, even if you're adept, just decent enough to talk to someone else about what it is you know about that right. topic. And you can actually show them as well on paper or through an example, hey, I'm, I'm not a master of this, but this is what I understand how this works. And you can kind of give a basic demonstration and you can teach that person. The ability to teach, the ability to tell stories the best actors in the world, right? Exactly. They're, they're, they have superpowers to be able to portray something in writing from a script and act it out on screen. They can tell that story. You have, In order to tell a story, you have to have a great actor. Right. But in order for that actor to be great at acting, you have to have a great writer. So writing, I would say, is probably the highest skill possible that you can be like, if you can actually tell a great story, if you can write, if you can articulate words, I think that's one of the most valuable superpowers there are because I mean, think about it, Jesus Christ, right? The Bible, literally the concept of the Bible. Now I'm not a religious guy in general, but the concept of the Bible is literally good versus evil. The 10 commandments before the world had the 10 commandments, Everything was in chaos. Without that, we don't have what we have today. And that's where I basically applied the words, the, 
the for the greater good. Okay, people people accepted right. the concept of the Bible or the concept of the Ten Commandments. People being good, generally good. You know, rather than everybody just being neutrally evil or just neutral, not good. Right. Um, people had accepted that, right? And so that carried on. And as it's evolved into today, any invention that has ever been created was literally to solve a problem, right? We have a light bulb because Thomas Edison, Tesla, you know, those guys came together. They wanted to create electricity to get us out of the dark. They wanted us to have more time during the day. Right. Exactly. To to, and, and having more time during the day literally is a mathematical equation. Right. How many more hours can we get in our day to be productive? Most exactly. people don't use the, you know, the hours that they have to be productive, though, unfortunately. But the right. ones that do, you know, the point zero zero one percent have have a mission. That mission is, hey, whatever this problem or set of problems are in the world. This is what I this is what I want to solve. This is what I want to spend my life resolving. Right. So right now, right now, <laughs> um, right, you know, so you know, right, we covered the book, right? So do got the book coming up, right? So um when you know, I'm not gonna touch on when you gonna release the book, right? So let's talk about the software. Sure, sure. Right, so let's talk about yeah yeah definitely um so the software platform really was something that i had started almost five years ago now it was a year development and the reason that i started the platform um was because i didn't want to spend money on another platform so i said well it'd be a great idea to go spend 50 grand to go build this rather than subscribe yeah to a platform for a hundred bucks a month. Of course, this is a long time ago. Now I would never make that decision. Five years ago, I didn't have the wherewithal. Right, right, that, right. that mathematical <laughs> equation doesn't really compute. I could have made so much more money just doing the deals, but that's neither here nor there. It's just is what it is, right? Um, but what the platform does Okay. Mostly it functions as a massive text messaging platform. Um, we also do scrape data from Craigslist. We scrape data from Zillow. And when I first started the business of real estate, of course, there's several strategies you can play. But what I first started learning about was from a guy named Joe Crump. He was my first mentor. I didn't hire him as a mentor. He was just a guy I watched on YouTube, watched all of his stuff understood it very well and his techniques his strategy his main thing that he pushed was lease with option to buy or lease options and right. more specifically getting a deal under contract on a lease with option to buy and then flipping that to a tenant buyer uh, tenant buyer meaning a tenant that eventually wants to purchase the property right and he had a platform, um, so I want I wanted to go build my own. So I, you know, learned how to source where I could find the cheapest data. I learned how to network with those guys that you know in, in, in Pakistan, India, Malaysia, you know, all, all sorts of different places. 
And um, so we scraped Craigslist, we scraped Zillow, and I was taking the, the data from that, uh, from that scrape and I would send out a massive text. And the text would say, hey, I saw your house on Craigslist. I was wondering if you would consider doing a rent to own on the house. Please let me know, thank you. Something very straightforward like that. It was almost that to a T. And I would get a 30 to 50% response rate. Again, this is four, this is four years ago. I don't know specifically if, if we're getting exactly that right now, but lately it's been closer to 30. Um, the highest I've consistently gotten was like 55, 50. And it's, it's the cheapest way I've ever found to generate leads. Now, of course, flipping a lease option, you're going to make five, six, seven grand on that. As long as that's good enough and that's consistent enough for people. And I thought it was very predictable, right? I could go and scrape a thousand listings, send out a thousand texts. I could get 500 responses, 300 at low. This, let's say 300 at low. And then 20 to 30% of the people that responded would say yes or maybe, right? And so that was about 60 to 90 leads out of a thousand wow. scrapes. And I, I mean, it cost me pennies. Like probably the whole campaign was 15 bucks, 10 bucks, something wow. like that. And just, I've never found a cheaper data source if you're actually spending money on data and you want to have that amount of leads. I mean, it's one thing to go, it takes a lot of time to go cold call a thousand people um, to generate one lead. If I can just send a thousand texts and all of a sudden I have 60 leads, it's overwhelming. It's absolutely overwhelming. Exactly. exactly. Um, guys, if you guys don't know, like, uh, if you just jumped in, uh, Michael actually does own the automaticrei.com. I actually got the link in the bottom um scrolling past if you guys want to go ahead and check that out really fast yeah. and um you know the platform was really a life changer you know in general just the idea the concepts that joe had taught me you know through his videos and of course i applied it into my own platform um but craigslist was extremely uh powerful it still still works well um yeah. I would say Facebook Marketplace has more or less overtaken a lot of that, yeah. um, and it's a it's a bit. much it's a much harder platform to scrape. But I've had success also on scraping Zillow leads, right? Just Zillow Zillow Fizbos for sale by owners, right? And then um, even conversations with real estate agents, and um, that actually brings me into how I did my some of my first deals. Um, in real estate, I was just about to, I was just about to, uh, I was about to just about to ask you that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, um, the concept though of of scraping and texting and you know creating leads for 10, 15, 20 cents a pop was a big game changer for me. It told me that man, this doesn't have to be expensive to right. actually make some money and get some traction. I mean, ten k, five k a month. You know, to do one flip, uh, one lease option flip, you can make 5K on one of those. Um, if it's a good enough deal, even investors will buy that. And some of those investors will pay you 10, you know, 15K. If it's a really big cash flow, it's a really big spread. Maybe it has some equity in it. Um, 
those are just about as valuable as uh, as a true seller finance deal. Right. Uh, most people don't know that, but it uh, really goes to show that if you have some form to some ability, really, uh, to be able to talk to a seller about an idea, about a concept, and it's a story, right? It's, that's why I say storytelling and writing is a very, very powerful thing. Um, but if you can tell a story, and that's how I learned real estate. I applied what I did in the phones. Um, I took it over to real estate and I said, I don't know anything about this lease option thing, but all I'm going to do is go call a, not a hundred phone calls, a hundred conversations. And I'm going to get through all of those conversations, the entire script every time. And so I had to get through a hundred real estate conversations before I even felt comfortable talking about it. Hold on, okay, hold on, stop, hold on, stop. So you just said a hundred conversations and make sure that you finish the script. Finish it, finish the script. Just understand you have to accept that I'm gonna get in this pool and I know I'm not gonna be able to swim, but I'm just gonna get through the script. And you have to be able to master the script to yeah. be able to ad lib. Yeah. No Definitely. actor in the world. And we are actors yeah. that, I mean, make no mistake about it. When we're on the phone, we are actors, right? That's just, that's just what it is. What when it you're is. in sales, yeah. when you're in customer <laughs> service, when you're trying to buy a property and you're just trying to buy a property, you have to be able to tell a story. You have to be able to read the script. Okay, because they're going to ask you because you, you, you're you're playing a strategy. You're playing a game. You're playing a strategy, and you have to be able to answer questions about this concept, about this new idea that sellers right. Right. have. They're they don't have a, a an investor background. For us to yeah. come and say, hey, you can do you can do this and you can do that and you, you can do all these different things with your house, Mister Seller. Did you know, and he, it's like. He's like, what in wow. the living hell? Right. And, I mean, right. just think about anything brand new that you learn. If you've never, if you've never shot a basketball, the concept of shooting a basketball is going to be extremely foreign to you. Right. It, 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 it like think of any sport, right. I, I'm good. I'm very good at go-karts because I spent an entire summer. That was my first job. And, and I can go and, and, and race go-karts. Even having not raced go-karts, I could go and beat every single person that's random off of the street, right? right. Because I learned how to do that. I, I spent 90 days consistently just racing go-karts pretty much by myself and with people while I worked at the go-kart track. So it's it was very interesting. You can come back into this. You can walk right back into... Um, not being on the phones, but you'll be rusty. But as long as you've gone through and you've learned the basic, you've, you've, you've developed an adept skill, adept level, adept being just, I'm good enough to get through it slowly. Right. And then right. when I'm an expert, I can get through it quickly. When I'm a master, maybe an hour surgery for this doctor takes me five minutes because I'm a master. Right. That's, that's kind of how you, can self-assess, well, how fast can I do this on a very high level? If I can right. break down this entire deal, if I know how to underwrite 
a deal in five minutes. When I first started underwriting deals, man, it took me like an hour and a half, two hours, just to understand if a real estate deal made sense. Right. Even with the tutorials, even with all the stuff that you could find online, you have to go through the repetition. So I said, I am accepting defeat. I do not care if I close any of the, I I know I'm not going to close any of these sellers. My goal is to get through the script and answer all of their questions every single time. And I, and I went in without texting the sellers. I just called them up and I asked them, would you consider doing a rent to own on this house? And then I, I would pitch the benefits. I would talk about the benefits. I would talk about the cons. I would talk about all the stuff, right? And now I didn't, put any deal under contract. I knew I wasn't going to, but I had to understand that I had to go through these repetitions to be able to build my real estate tongue per se. I had to right. be able to talk about the thing, the strategy on a decent enough level, on an adept enough level. And eventually over time, it became you know more expert. Now I'm not a master of lease options. I, I don't even really consider myself a, a supreme expert. I'm not uh, one guy I would consider an expert is, is my friend, Justin Chamness. He's a coach. Um, he's a mentor more specifically towards lease options. And the reason that he teaches it again is because, um, it's one of the easiest strategies to learn brand new. And it's one of the cheapest strategies to use, to generate leads. Like I talked about, you know, pennies for for leads. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, but that's how I, that is actually how I did my first deal. So I'll segue into that. Yeah. Uh, I just caught that little piece real quick. I don't want to cut you off, but I had just caught that little piece and it had tied in and I had just dropped the link again, just scrolling down at the bottom of the screen. Um, because I was just looking at the text messaging platform, um, that you have built into the software guys if you guys like i said guys if you guys haven't tried the, the automated rei um text messaging software you guys need to do that right um yeah. as michael was saying one of the cheapest fastest yeah. efficient yeah. way to get leads without you guys blowing the bank right um and the text messaging you know to add that add that text messaging with that man is um you know really awesome i ain't want to take up too much time but no, I, had you're good. Caught, I just kind of yeah. caught the text messaging part right and you know like you said you know you know as it says on the website you know 90 percent of the text messages are read within you know the first three seconds yeah yeah it's yeah i mean so it, it, i mean if you look at a, a rate like that you kind of think, why aren't you texting? Why aren't you texting all these sellers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes back to a lot of people say, well, what are the dangers of texting? And there's a lot of different things um, that have kind of come through the pipeline, like uh, people getting fines and all this different stuff for texting, right? Understand that people that put their phone number on Zillow like as a FISBO, people that put their phone number on Craigslist, right? Yeah. They want you to reach out. They want you to contact them. So that that rule, that issue that you would get through maybe an off-market type of situation, right. it doesn't really apply here because they're advertising right. openly. Exactly. Um, exactly. So you, auto- you automatically are within the gray line. Like you're not even on a gray line. You're within the boundary. Right, exactly. Right? So 
that's very helpful. It's very powerful to know that. So that's why lease options is one of the best ways to get started. Um, you just for a hundred bucks a month, probably even less than that, you could yeah. have more more leads than what you would know. It it's overwhelming, really. Um, and that's good. You want to be you want to have as many at bats as possible. That's the, that is the only way um, that you're going to succeed. If you are making one offer um, a week, you're not going to succeed. But if you have 60 leads all of a sudden in your freaking inbox, right? And you're like, every one of these people are a yes or a maybe. Let me call and talk to them. Exactly. It's it's out of this world. So I uh, kind of segueing into that. I will uh, talk about kind of like some of my first deals. It was actually an on-market deal and it was listed for a while. It ended up being four properties. Really? Four properties. And I had called the real estate agent. It was actually um, a deal in Springfield. Nice. And the agent had been trying to move these houses and for whatever reason, it just, it just wasn't selling. I think the seller wanted too much for it. I mean, to today, even today's numbers probably still a little high, but I took it down. I took it down with creative finance. Um, We did an actual seller finance transaction. We didn't do a lease option, but I, the only thing is I called up the agent. I said, Hey, um, guy's name is Chris. I said, Hey, Chris, um, would your seller be willing to do something a little creative? And I just shut up. I, I said it like that, that the, the, the inflection in the voice right there, that right there basically is like me coming off. I'm not really sure that he's going right. to do it. Yeah. Any, you know, exactly. you know, kind of like, Hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't even know if this is a thing, you know, like I, in my mind, I, you know, I understand well, damn what I'm talking about, but the agent, I come off like I'm not, it's an act. Right. And that's that, believe it matters a lot because if an agent feels like, um, they can help you, they're going to help you. That's their job. They want to make a deal because they're motivated, especially if a deal has been sitting on, uh, on the market, but Hey, I just had an idea, you know, any, any possibility the seller might do something creative on this. Right. Pro- probably not, but I mean, is it any chance, you know, and a lot of the agents and you say, there's probably no, you kind of leading with, there's no way in the world. I know this guy's going to do it, but Hey, let me ask, you know, let me just throw an idea out there and then exactly. the, and <laughs> try it, try it like that <laughs> nine times out of 10, right. They're going to say, well, you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Even if, even if the agent is a, like, they're super not personable and like some agents are like that. I don't know. Some are very strict. Some are very harsh to the point, but the more you come off confused, sound like you don't know what you're talking. And you'd think it'd be the exact opposite, but agents, especially if you've never talked to them before, they want to feel like they control the deal. They control the room. (laughs) Exactly. So you got to know this. You got to understand yeah. this, right? Yeah. And um, it's the psychology of sales, right? 
And so Lord you're just it. you're just playing the game. You're playing the game and letting them lead the thing. Like you you're right. leading it, but you're letting them lead it, right? And exactly. uh, they're saying, you know, okay, you know, let me let me check, you know, and you know, you could basically, you know, maybe uh, maybe I give him a you know a down payment. Um, he carries the deal for a couple of years, and then I cash him out. And any possibility you might consider doing something like that. You know, and they'll check and they'll try to make it happen because if they can get that deal done after, and it's been sitting on Zillow for 98 days and you, right, you know, exactly. they've, sh they've showed it 18 times and they've taken a hundred right. phone calls and 28 emails or whatever it is, they're done. They don't, like, they're just trying to make a thousand bucks and move on. They don't care. Like, exactly. Yeah. So you got to play to that. You got to understand that this this agent wants to wants to do a deal, especially if you can go direct to the seller's agent and put something together, because they're going to get both sides of the commission. They're going to make that happen. So exactly right. Um, but I ended up putting two grand down on each of the houses, right? And uh, so it was three houses, two grand down each, and then we closed on it. I ended up, while I was under contract, I threw them up on Facebook Marketplace and I found tenant buyers for all of them. Now, these houses needed work, right? They were not what I would right. consider livable. They were not livable. Um, but I threw them up there. I said, fixer-upper, handyman special, rent-to-own. Um two grand down or I, I think I led with like four grand down and I, I couldn't quite get it. The people said, well, could, would you take two? And I'm like, well, if I can get into it for no money or get real, yeah. like, I think I ended up buying all three of them for like a thousand bucks total. Oh man. I, had, I had to spend a thousand bucks, but I, I bought all three of those. Um, and so that was pretty cool. You know, that was like, all right, firsthand, this works firsthand this works. So creative finance was kind of my gateway um, of doing some of those first deals. Now I'd done lease out like that was actually bringing deals in house and buying them. Right, right. Right. Now I've done a lot of lease options and things like that in the past, um, you know, flipping lease options, that sort of thing. But as far as like taking them down, feeling comfortable as an investor <laughs> right? Yeah. to, you know, put it in my name, put the mortgage in my name, take on that risk, take on that debt. Um, it took me many years to study debt, to study, you know, mortgage, to study risk, to feel comfortable with wanting to actually do that. Right. Um, and, you know, even, even today, um, as long as a property can cash flow, as long as it can pay for itself, that's what I always look at. It, you don't necessarily buy these houses, buy these small properties um, for a hundred bucks a month. You know, it, it's not going to make right. you rich. Um, right. But I think why houses, why small properties are very attractive, right, is you can get into, into them for very, very little money down or no money yeah. down. Um, right. You can do creative finance. Um, you know, there's, there's hard money. One of the best strategies out there is doing a 50, 50 partnership with someone who brings the cash, um, right. 
if you don't have any cash, but you actually know what you're talking about and you can say, look, I've done all this stuff. I've studied all of this. I know what I'm talking about. And right. it's confidence on the phone. Like I had that. I had trained my tongue to talk investor language. Right. And other investors right. realize that under investors know that when you talk to them and when someone, any banker, anybody that's in the position of lending money, they want to know that, Hey, this person that I put my money with, it's going to be safe. It's going to be, it's going to come back exactly. to me. My biggest yeah. thing is that I'm not going to lose money. Exactly. If I, if I, you know, that's the, that's the number one rule of investing. Don't lose money. So, so like if we got somebody right now is watching, you know, watching the show right now and they wanted to get, you know, either they're watching in the Facebook group, wholesaling with Lenny, or, you know, they're watching this on YouTube or, you know, they may be listening to us on uh, Apple or Spotify. Um, if someone wanted to get in creative finance and they, let's say they had, you know, $5,000, in their pocket to get started, where would you have them start? So it really depends on a couple of things. It, the $5,000, I would say take $4,900 of that and put it in your pocket. Take a $100 bill, right? Go do a thousand scrapes, send out a thousand texts and work those leads you're not going to be good at this business starting out. It's just not going to happen. What right. I want you to do is get as many at bats as possible. Now it's not just at bats. Eventually that's how I started was I didn't care. It was just, let me go call a Craigslist seller. Cause I know they're more like much more likely to answer the phone. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So I called the Craigslist sellers. I, I, I played that math. I realized, okay, early on, the mathematical statistics of me calling a Craigslist seller versus calling an off-market seller was almost a 10x or 10 right. times more likely to answer. All right. So let me do that. Um, I took my script, called the Craigslist sellers, talked to them about the lease options, right? Even if you don't want to be in lease options, right? It's, it's good to have those at bats and talk about a strategy right right uh, and maybe it's a wholesale deal maybe it's not it probably isn't right but you know because a lot of craigslist deals they just don't always pencil out uh to be a a, a good wholesale deal um right. but they they do very well fit um in the lease options strategy so but know that these same sellers are motivated too right? If they've got their deal on online, there's some sort of level of motivation. So when you're, what you're trying to do is uncover that. What do you, uh, you know, what do you want to do after you sell the property? Where do you plan on going? And, and there's ways that you have to say it. You can't just say, what are you going to do with the money? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like that. Um, you have to be able to develop conversational skills right and the only way exactly. you do that is by getting at bats you you go through the script you answer the questions and the better and the more more times that you do that every single call you say all right i finished the call i didn't like that didn't really go that well and the first ones first ones aren't it, it literally takes a full 100 
before you feel right. somewhat adept um, at that. So you'll go through that and you'll say, okay, I'm not going to say this next time. And you have to take, you have to take notes. Just, you don't have to write a whole, a whole book while you're on the phone, but just, okay, next time, just write, write a quick one word. Don't write, um, don't talk about this. And you just put that word, maybe that, that you use that just, you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Um, right. Just know next time you don't say that, right? Just cross it out. And uh, after you go through the 15th, the 25th, the 55th call, you realize that, hey, I, I didn't say any of those things that I said on my first calls. She sound a lot better. And you start measuring how fast they have a question. You can answer it like that. That's how you can tell you are improving on right. your ability to answer those questions, right? So that's what I, if, if anybody was starting, I would say you want as many quality at bats as possible, but it's the quality doesn't matter necessarily right away. You just want to get through the script. You know that you're not going to close any of those people. That you're not going right, to exactly. do a deal with any of those first 100. And if you do, yeah, if you do, it's luck, right? Congratulations. It's not skill. Okay. Exactly, Unless, right. it, it's not. Um, and that's okay. If you, if you have beginner's luck and some people are more lucky than others and some people are more positive minded than others. But I will tell you, that the very moment that you have success, the very moment that you say, man, I did my first deal or man, I've got a, I've got a deal under contract, probably not going to end up selling the deal. I ha I've had so many, so many deals I've gotten under contract that didn't sell. You know how many wholesalers I've talked to that have gotten deals under contract that didn't sell it. And then you talk to them a month later and they're not in the business anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That sucks because they went through yeah. all of the phone calls that they needed to go through to get that deal under contract. And then yeah. they quit. They're they're literally, you know, if they if they I, do I have, if they do four more of those, they'll 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 do a deal. It's a it's a yeah. one to five ratio in in wholesaling when you start and when you are very good. I'm talking about yeah. the big disposition exactly. companies. Their national average is fifty percent, guys. Even those guys are fifty percent. Okay. We've got right. to, we've got to know the math. As long as we know the math, we can, we can win the game. That's why math is very important. Just, just basic math. Right. That's all we need. We don't need algebra. We don't need calculus. I don't even know. I, I failed algebra. Okay. I passed pre-algebra, but the moment algebra came onto my desk, it was over. <laughs> right. Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome that you said that, man. Because a lot of people, like you know, a lot of people right now, they think that they have to have a lot of money. That's why I said, hey, yeah, somebody might be looking with you know some money right now, and they're trying to figure out you know how to get started, how to do this. And you basically said out of that five thousand dollars, put that four nine hundred dollars in your pocket, and you go ahead and you get your roll on. Yeah. Um, I don't want you. Right? I don't want you on a CRM. I don't want you on. You know, I don't want you hiring a VA. I don't want you doing any of this stuff. The only thing I would want you to do, literally, is you could go to the website down below, automate theautomatedrei.com. We have a pay-as-you-go plan. Like, it's super cheap. You, let's say you spent 100 bucks, right? You get 30. You get 50. You get 60 leads. You reach out, you know, to anybody that understands lease options, 
right? Uh, my friend, Justin Chamness, fantastic guy. One of my best friends in the world. Someone I would consider a big brother to me now. Um, he is a lease options coach. He's extremely affordable. I think he's like a hundred dollars a month. Um, now looking at the automated REI, we do have a coaching plan on there. I don't really, I'm not on that coaching plan. This is all hundred percent ran by Justin. Um, and the reason that I did that is because I believe in what he's doing for a hundred bucks a month to teach people how to do that. It's just, it's a ridiculous price for the value. That's, that's all I can say. Um, but if you're looking at just saving that five grand, I would not want someone to go spend a thousand dollars on yellow postcards or yellow mailers right. or right. Um, any sort of mailing campaigns. You are going to waste your money because you do not have the skill to start being successful. You have to have those at bats and you have to, you have to strike out a hundred times before you're going to hit the ball. It's just, it's just reality. Right. But you know, if you can take the mentality, like, look, I, that, that was a no, I'm literally one no closer to a yes. Right. And I'm, I'm one more failed question away from not failing that question next time. It's just yourself assessing every single call. You say, all right, I didn't like that. I said this, I'm not going to say yeah. this anymore. And if I say it again, I'm going to just remind myself again, not to say it. And I will continue to improve, continue to rewrite my script, right? And maybe you have to write your script to yeah, follow, yeah. More, more follow your personality. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell, and, I tell, I tell people that, that if you get any script from anywhere, it's literally only framework, right? Yeah. So if you can't hear mine, use your own script. The first script I ever wrote was for my home security company because my mentor, my mentor, in the, Bruce Arnoff in the home security space, he used to write his script. And this is the first time that I ever saw a businessman actually pay someone to come to his house and right. sit on the phone. Yeah. It just dial leads. It was, I was like, oh shit, like this is, yeah. you know what I mean? And we were doing it for home security. I can just imagine, you know, if we were doing this for, you know, for homes back then in 2017. Right. And that's about when I started it was, it was 2017 too. And, um, you know, lease options worked great then they still work great now. And in fact, the more and more that these interest rates and stuff like that go up. It's just harder and more difficult to cash flow on properties, right? The more and more sellers yeah. realize that their buyers can't buy these houses. So lease options are going to make another surge right now. And getting good at that technique, right? Getting good at that strategy, period, is not only great for beginners, but it's great to know when the market is kind of tanking. You can always right. pivot from flips. You can always pivot from new construction if you're in the flipping business and utilize lease options, utilize some form of creative finance. It's anything creative finance, lease option is just part of creative financing right. umbrella, right? You could take the deed um, through a seller bad. finance. Yeah, yeah. You could take the deed through the seller finance, but um, what this allows you to do is just 
be able to get the deal under contract. And let's say I don't know enough about property management. I'm not comfortable with taking on that risk. And you probably shouldn't um, take on that risk. I would not recommend someone to do that um, at least for a couple of years of studying debt, studying how to manage cash flow, study because most people aren't coming from a financial literate background, right? I didn't come from a financial literate background. I just knew that if I had some money, don't go and spend it on an Xbox 720 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like right, right. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that. I was very good at not spending money on things I, I didn't really have a lot of value in. Um, I always just had everything I needed. You know, I had a computer and that was it. I played emulators if I needed to play video games. Um, if I needed to watch a movie, I figured out how to pirate movies, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like all sorts of different things. Like, um, so I wasn't spending money unnecessarily. I wasn't a big clothing guy. I wasn't a big jewelry guy. Um, you know, I, I, I got in trouble with cars, um, you know, early on, just like a lot of people. But then I realized, I said, okay, I'm not going to do that again because it didn't, I ended up having to sell the car later and I lost a lot of money on it. Um, so I, I realized a lot of these different things that we can acquire, they're just things, right? But if we take that same time, I don't watch NFL. I don't really play video games anymore. I spend all of that time and I have spent pretty much all of that time over the last five years, two to three hours a day, every single day, consistently without fail on podcasts, on bigger pockets, on you know YouTube, trying to learn about mindset, on you know guys like Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, Grant Cardone. Right, all of these major players, not necessarily just in real estate. Right, it's great to know about the strategies. You have to know the strategies. Right, but the most important thing is the mindset, man. Is exactly. how do I get up and kick the fucking day's ass? Right. <laughs> right. Every day. Like, okay. Go, go. I, like sometimes I'll, I'll say in the mirror, I'll say, "Go beat the shit out of the day today." You know what I mean? Like, go yeah. kick it. Yeah. You know, and and. If that's what you got to do, that's what I do, right? Not everybody has to do that, but that pumps me up. That gets me going. I said, I'm going to go do a deal today. Let's go figure out what's, you know, what's available. Let's go see right. how I can make money today. And I, it's fun. And when you get good at it, you get very good at it. Yeah. Those first, yeah. those, those first hundred calls, right? That's five years ago, man. Every single day you spend going through those hundred. No, it didn't take, I didn't, I didn't do those in one day. It took me probably a couple of days to get through the hundred calls. Right. right, um, right. But I said, no matter what, I know I'm going to lose on these calls. My goal is not to close the seller. It's just to answer these questions effectively and get better at it. That's all I said. And, and that was my expectation. Once I took the expectation of winning that deal right now, into just saying, I'm just going to invest this time into, in my, into my training. It's free training, man. You're, all you got to do is call these right. sellers. They're going to give you your, their time for free. Right. You're right. going to, you're going to make, right. here's the thing. You're going to make less than, you're going to make less than my operation manager 
the guy that runs the automated REI.com, his name is Tusif. He was my operation manager for many years. Really the last six months, I promoted him to partner. He's now a 50-50 partner with me on that company. He's from Pakistan and he makes more money now than than most people in Pakistan will make in their life, right? It's just, and I, I started him off at a dollar an hour. It's because right. I, I didn't have the financial wherewithal to pay him really a lot more than that. But he took it and he helped me build this company and I promoted him to partner and now he makes probably four grand a month. I mean, we don't do a lot in business, right? It's not a big, big business for me. It's not my primary focus. He runs it now. And his job is now to take that and grow it, right? And my focus is in real estate. And basically um, taking that mindset, taking the understanding that if I go and just literally do the best I can do today, all right, I'm going to be better tomorrow, no matter what. Period, point blank. You know, if I leave it all on the table today, and I go and get a good night's rest, I will have enough energy to get up tomorrow and go do the same thing. Exactly. No doubt. And, no. and, and, and those consistent base hits, those consistent wins, you have, you actually will start to change. You'll start seeing it. It's called the compound effect. Are you familiar with that Lenny? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. So, so there, there's, there's a fantastic book out there called the compound effect. And it talks about um, just literally doing just a little bit every single day. Like I'm not going to go to the gym today, but I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to go and I'm going to walk out my door and I'm going to close the door. Now I have a decision. Do I want to move forward or do I want to go back in my apartment? Right. 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 Am I going to go to the gym? All I had to do is put my shoes on. Okay. Maybe tomorrow. I put my shoes on, I walk two steps forward, and then I go back. The third day, I I, I put my shoes on, I walk five steps forward, I press the elevator button, and then I go back. Like, that's that's literally what we're talking about here. It's it's just doing a little bit more tomorrow. Right. And eventually, you'll find yourself in the gym, right? Or you'll find yourself on the phone with a seller. Right. And and they'll ask you a question and you won't know how to answer it. Right? <laughs> it's it's right. it, it's it's ridiculous. But at the same time it's extremely simple, right? It's it, it seems it, it seems like sometimes the people that are doing the 100 million dollar deals, right? They all started off just like this. They they made a decision that I'm going to go make a phone call. I'm going to go exactly. figure out what what is this going to be like? Exactly. They, they had to understand that they were going to fail at their first. Like I, I remember losing five bucks to the next door neighbor and I was like a five-year-old kid. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, he bet me five bucks that I had 10 shots to make the basket in the basketball hoop. And, uh, oh, I so I had to go give him my five bucks. Imagine a little kid. I was just defeated. Um, but that's, I mean, that's literally, what we're talking about. I'm okay with putting just a little bit of money and testing right. and seeing if there's anything here. Right? Definitely. I'm okay with, with 
putting a hundred bucks in this relationship, putting 50 bucks in this relationship, putting, you know, an hour of time into this just to see if it goes anywhere. And you right. have to be willing to test, yeah. test this, test this, test this, test this, learn as much as you possibly can, but you don't have to understand. You don't have to be an expert about it. All you have to do is understand it on an adept level, even a beginner level, as long as you can identify what a deal looks like, what does a right. deal look like in this strategy? Hey, I'm not sure if there's something here. Let me go take this to someone I know that knows about this. Right. Exactly. And that comes and that comes from the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. And in that book, are you familiar with that one, Lenny? I heard about it. it. I'll okay. have to go ahead and order and go. So the richest man in Babylon, the, the, one of the best things about that book, and there's many things in it, but this one message really is something that would be, I think, the most powerful. And the speaker, because I, I listened to the book. It was, it's free on YouTube. Um, but the speaker said, if you want to learn about jewels, ask the jeweler don't ask the horse trader don't ask the bread maker right that's like asking a family member hey what do you think about this investment idea and they have no idea about investments they have no idea right. like you're not going to ask someone about cars that has no idea about cars exactly. right? you, you, you know it's it's the same exact thing you're not going to ask someone um, you know, how to, how to win at monopoly every time, if you know, they don't play board games. Right. So, exactly. um, and there's just different things about that particular concept that got me stop asking people for their opinions. I just right. said, Hey, I know they don't know anything about this. Right. But YouTube does Google does. Let me go ask yeah. Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie. What can I, you know, and I just have to be able to ask the right question. And really the only question is, is how to, if you, right. can, if you can just ask the question, how to X, and that's where the algebra comes in. That's basically right. algebra. how to X. All I have to do is find X, how to X, enter X, change X out with whatever it is you want, how to invest in real estate with no money. I learned right. how to ask that question. Here we are five years later, five, six, almost six years now, but Boom. being able to do that, just right. ask that question and, and recognize that Google has all of the answers. And that's where it comes back to the world will give you whatever you ask of it. You need to only ask, right? It won't suddenly deliver a hundred million dollar suitcase on your door, but there's people that have had those success stories. There's people that will tell you how they did it. Right. You can study their story and you could study mm -hmm. their strategies and do it as well. You could replicate what they're doing. Exactly. If you want to learn how to flip a hundred homes a year there, there's people out there that could teach you how to flip a house a year. There's people out there that could teach you how to flip 10 houses a year right. and look at it like the elementary coach, the, you know, the middle school coach, the high school coach, the college coach, the professional coach, right? Exactly. 
They say mentors, right? Coaches, mentors, gurus, whatever you want to call it. You don't necessarily have to have that day one. If you want to, if you want to perform at your very highest level, then yes, at, at some point that's going to make sense to do that. You might want to spend money into that, but you don't need to. I've not done that. I've spent money on courses. I've spent money on education. Yes. Right. Right. Um, but you don't need to do that right now to be able to make money. Right. You you can figure out basic basic techniques through YouTube. How to how to wholesale real estate. It's literally all you'd have to type in. How to <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right, how, right, how to definitely. how to how to flip houses um, with no money. Um, and, and it'll teach you how, how to wholesale, um, how to do a lease option deal, how to repair the tie rod ends on my car. I knew nothing about cars, swear to God, but it told me the tools I need. I went to Walmart. I bought, bought all the shit. I repaired my tie rod ends on my, uh, on my car. And then I took all the stuff back to Walmart, right? Understanding that Hey, there's, there's return policies, understanding there's frameworks, understanding that there's questions you can ask to be able to, you know, get stuff done on, a, on an extreme budget. I mean, this was right, right. 10 years ago, but at the same time, you know, I didn't have money to go pay and have my, my tie rod ends done. So I said, well, how can I save money? I said, well, there's this thing called a return policy. And so I leveraged the return policy. Everything in the world is leverage. It's knowing these things, right? Exactly. So, um, and it's kind of funny. It, it really comes back to being able to ask questions. How do I solve X problem? Right? right. This is the problem I have. I don't have money. How do I go make some real quick? Or how do I go make some in a week, two weeks? And you can, and that's the nice thing about um, lease options. You make five grand, you can make... 10 grand in a, in a week and a half, roughly 10, 14 days. If you've got a good lease option deal, you could put a tenant buyer in a property. You can make 5k, you can make 10k, um, on your average house. And, and that could go down to 50, 60, 70 K houses. People might spend 5k to move in. Um, the best lease option deal I did, the person put 21 K down, right? And there's people that consistently do 15 to 25 K lease options in different markets. Um, John Jackson, he's a, he's a big lease option guy and he does them in Texas. And um, and I've had a uh, opportunity to uh, speak with him multiple times on the phone and and, and definitely knows what he's talking about. And um, you know, anybody that has had consistent success, right? Not just one year, but you know, over even a decade or more of using that one strategy tells me that that is tested through time. Right? Right. It's been going, it's, and 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 if if it's worked then and it works today, it's going to keep working. Right? Unless yeah. something completely changes, right? And right, and then then we have to move and, and and do something else. But until it doesn't work, do it. If you have a strategy that you can wake up today, for example, and put your pants on and make 25K. I'd say keep doing that strategy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> All day long. And you measure, oh, how difficult is it to make this money? How much time do I have to put in? 
to make this money. If I put my pants on, I have to go for a jog and then come back home and I make 25 grand. Okay. And I was on that jog for an hour. Okay. Well, let's say I, let's say I put my pants on, I sit at the, sit on the phones. I go put in an offer on a deal. It gets accepted and I'm going to make 25 K on that. And that call took me 15 minutes. What's my hour? What's my hourly wage? It's a hundred thousand dollars an hour. If I spent 15 minutes on it. Right. So you start, you start with these low dollar, you know, lower dollar an hour tasks, right? Right. I started at $9 an hour in the call center. Right. right? You work your way up to be more valuable, right? You, you solve a problem for a seller, you get a 5k lease option. Now you, now you flip that 5k into 10k. Right. Or well, 9,900, right? <laughs> and and now you've got 9,900 bucks. Now you have now you have some options. Now you have a decision you can make. You say, hey, um, I had to go through a hundred calls. Um, mm-hmm. You know that was great. You know it, it, that that really sharpened my skills. But now I've built my skills up to where. I'm good enough to not have to make those hundred calls anymore. Let me go ahead and, you know, hire John from, you know, South America, right? right. Guys from Ecuador, guys from El Salvador, guys from Peru, um, you know, anywhere in, in, in South, South America, a lot of these guys lived in the United States for many years and then were deported and now they come back and they're, they're in the U S um, for probably, most of their childhood up through high right. school, even, even mid high school. And then they get deported. Right. A lot of people end up that happens to them and they'll be able to speak excellent English. They'll be able to, um, they're, they're very sharp, just like us, right. They know how to be taught all sorts of different things and barely have an accent. I have a person that works for me right now. And, um, she's been great. She's pretty much an executive assistant. You know, she does my Facebook posts. Um, if I'm looking for investors to partner on deals, or if I'm looking for Gator lenders, which are, um, short-term, uh, funders for deals. Um, if I'm looking for hard money lenders, if I'm looking for, um, buyers for deals, like it, it, that's what she does. She kind of cultivates that relationship. She manages the Rolodex really is just a spreadsheet of names and phone numbers and emails right. of people, what they do. Um, maybe she makes special notes. Um, I've got her trained to pre-screen real estate agent um, listings now. Um, and that's, that's where you can go. You know, once you go from 5k exactly. to 9,900, you could pay someone like that, maybe $500 a month. Okay. To now they'll go make all of the phone calls to your 30 leads, your 60 leads. They'll pre-screen all of those. You, you give her a script or her, him a script, right. right? And they'll pre-screen it. And instead of you spending all the time on those calls, they'll go through all the BS for you exactly. and then exactly. send it to you. And then you just call and close it. Exactly. Right. And then, so that's kind of like the natural progression. You have, yeah. but I would encourage anybody um, to go through that. Like you can get started in the business, but 
even when you buy a McDonald's franchise, I mean, good, good God, spending a million dollars, those people are going to get in the business and they're going to learn all the things they need to learn about that business so they can train their employees, right? Yeah. We have to take that same mindset. Like, hey, I'm, I just spent a million dollars right now. I spent a million dollars on this. I've got my assistant. They're going to be on the phone. Like, yeah, you spent $500 for them to come in and pre-screen these leads for you. Right. But it's really just trying to do as high of a dollar per hour task as you can. Eventually, that will now lead to maybe bringing on an operation manager or bringing on someone. Now, right. even even me, I enjoy doing this business enough that I'm not out of that role. I still call and I'll make, right. I'll make the phone calls. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but coming this next year, we'll be moving to Huntsville, Alabama and opening up a real estate um, office. And right. um, I'll hire an operation manager. My best friend in the world um, lives out there. He's going to basically take the reins for that and hire, and we're going to hire a team, right? And we're going to start putting people in place for that. But it's taken me several years now of being in the business to feel comfortable to do that. Right. And, it, and it's okay. You don't have to come in and right away. Oh, I got to, exactly. I got to get, I got to get out of this exactly. in six months. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. That's but, people do it. Yeah, yeah. you can, you can, don't get me wrong. Like, I just took a different path, right? And for me, that was okay. I was willing to yeah. I was willing to get in there, make that sacrifice because That's I knew true. eventually I want to do big deals. I want to do bigger deals. I want to be able to talk to people on a very high level, right? And eventually, you know, the highest the highest job in the world, the highest paid job in the world is syndication. Right. Large multifamily hundred million dollar deals the guy leading that i mean they don't get paid like nobody gets paid like that i mean you're talking about potential billionaire type of jobs right that's yeah. that's what that is so um, now um we're oh, talking about that money no you're good yeah so uh before we go max we're gonna wrap it up we we, we we just been rolling we've been rolling uh getting us getting us some good knowledge out here man um yep. you know me i'm you know i'm always soaking it up always enjoying the conversation Whenever we talk, man, I always get grab something. So you know, oh yeah, I said let me pick his brain tonight, real quick. So you know, right. but then, uh, yeah. yeah, man, uh, really quick, man, um, you know, tell the people um, how to get in touch with you. Um, you know, yeah. uh, what you yeah. may be, what you may be looking for. Uh, we had talked sure. about some, some development at you know at one point. So you know, I mean, just tell the people, you know who you are, what you're looking for, how to get a hold of you, man. Yeah. Michael Batista. I can be on I'm really just on Facebook. I'm not a huge social media guy in terms of like making a hundred posts a day or a week or anything. Um, that's not my jam. I'm, I'm actually in this business doing deals. So, uh, facebook.com forward slash Batista invests. Um, and that's plural I N V E S T S. And you can shoot me up on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can shoot me an email, BatistaInvests at gmail.com. You know, pretty keep it pretty simple. Pretty I don't dumb. have a I don't have a CRM. I don't yeah, have right. a big, I don't even you know. And that's 
that tells you one thing, guys. You don't need all this crazy software. You, you, I mean, right. yeah, I have a platform. It's a pay-as-you-go, but it's not like a big CRM type of thing. Like it's it's not super sophisticated. It's basically text blasting and scraping. That's pretty much it. And it and that's because I built it for me. I built it to keep it simple. I didn't want it to be super sophisticated because so many people get caught up in that and it literally screws you up. It messes with your mind. So yeah. Um, or you can, uh, you can hit me up on, um, text to 570-340-0454. Well, definitely, man. Well, definitely. Hey, Mike, man, thanks for coming by. Definitely. Um, we're definitely going to have to do part two because, um, you know, we sure. did touch on the least options, you know, a lot. But, you know, I know people want to hear it and they're going to ask me about it. And I'm going to tell them, hey, right. reach out to Mike Batista in the Wholesale with Lenny Group on Facebook. He is, sure. one of the group ex- he is one of the group experts. Um, and you guys also, you know, heard him uh, mention the coaching as well. So, uh, <clears throat> guys, get in touch with Michael, man. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been another Absolutely. episode of uh, Wholesaling with Lenny. Uh, we do have a brief word from my sponsor, so better play my sponsor really fast. Real estate investors, are you wanting to scale your real estate investing business? Batch Leads is the answer. Why? Because direct-to-seller marketing is the key. It's finding motivated sellers. And with Batch Leads, you can skip trace, you can list stack, you can market via SMS or direct mail. It is truly the answer to scaling your business. Check it out and sign up today. David Dodge, yes. man. I know him. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, guys, you know, we do. Um, also, you know, seven-day trial, best leads. So, Mike, if you got seven-day trial, you should let us know so we can put it out yeah. there. Um, yeah. Guys, once again, I'd like to thank StreamYard for making this uh, possible. Uh, but without StreamYard, the podcast... Uh, would not be possible at all, guys. You can also get a seven-day, excuse me, a 14-day free trial of StreamYard. You can do a lot of cool stuff um, on your podcast. Get with me. I got to give you guys that link for that free 14-day trial of StreamYard. Um, take your podcast to a new level. Hey, Mike, yeah, man, once again, good. man, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, finish uh, what we were both doing tonight, I got to get. I'm going to get with the kids here in a minute. Sure. Um, yeah, because I want to talk to you about that deal, man. <laughs> that deal they just sent me back. It was nuts, man. So, oh, wow. right on, man. Yeah. Well, happy to help yeah, and uh, let me know if there's anything, uh, anything more I can do. Um, if anybody has questions, feel free to reach out, and I'll uh, get you directed to the right place. If I don't know where, mm-hmm. no answer. doubt, man. And guys, once again, it's Michael Batista. The website is at the bottom automatedrei.com. You do everything that we just showed you guys on Bachelors. You can do it right here at the automatedrei.com as well. Hey, Mike, once again, man, thank you so much for coming by. Appreciate it, man. All right, everybody, have a great night. Thank you. No doubt, man. You have a good one. All right.